Okay, episode three, the new batch. I don't know what we're going to call this. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> um, first of all, uh, I did something uh, maybe risky, maybe uh, pointless or uh, frivolous, but uh, Doug and I really wanted to get uh, new listeners to the podcast as much as we like our old listeners which we have multiple. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, Ten. we Tens of we listeners. Have, we have tens of listeners, fives of listeners. Um, no, I'm not going to undersell it. I don't know how many we have. We have a few. We have a few people out there that are enjoying it, and that's great. Um, but uh, I, wanted, I wanted us to get more. Um, so I did the uh, Facebook uh, Boost Your Post uh, thing, and I paid a very you know minimal fee. I'm not going to say how much, um, but uh, according to the the Facebook uh, algorithm, when when they asked me to boost my points, I didn't even like plan on doing this. They approached me. They came at me and threw me out this thing saying, "Hey, would you like more people to see this post?" And I said, "Well, uh, sure, Facebook, I will." So I went through the steps, and it asked me uh, how many people I wanted to reach and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it predicted that we were going to reach between 400 and 1,000 people. Um, that's reaching them. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to want to listen to it and actually click on it. But mm -hmm. it – and Doug will keep, and I were keeping track of it all weekend just for fun. And I think what, – what were we up to? We were up to like – 300, 400, something like that. We had reached like over 400 people, I think, um, over the weekend. And that, yeah. uh, aside from our organic uh, post, uh, that was like another like 200 or something. Um, but uh, it actually kept track of how many people clicked on it and who actually like, you know, engaged in it. And we got uh, six. Six people oh. <laughs> out of the 400 clicked on it, and now maybe possibly they might be listening now. So, wow. thank you. So we got some yeah. we got some new people out there. That's cool. So that's great. Yeah, and these are like people that are outside of our circle, and uh, they're in other states, and they uh, uh, hopefully listened and enjoyed it, and then maybe they're back again. Um, if they subscribed, you got put on their thing automatically. So, um, so awesome. Cool. Right? That's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, well, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take the six. We'll take you. Um, I, uh, also, um, well, you know what? No, that's it. Yeah, hey, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you talk. Do you have something, something you want to talk about right away? I'm not going to cut you off. I was just going to introduce, do introductions. Oh, sure. Because we're only we're only on episode three and nobody knows who we are. That's true. We're brothers, and if you yes. think that we sound alike, that's why we sound very much alike. Kind of like the car talk guys. Uh, those guys kind of sounded alike too. Um, and I don't know how you're going to tell the difference. I mean, I guess we could start doing some kind of accents, uh, you know, something to throw it off. But honestly, I I, I really don't know. Our voices are the way they are, and uh, you're just going to have to distinguish. Maybe I'm a little more of a loudmouth. Maybe I'm a little bit more 
<laughs> abrasive than Doug. Doug is very polite, uh, very dry. <laughs> I, I, on the other hand, <laughs> seem to have a lot more uh, opinions of maybe, you know, I might, I might be a little more opinionated than Doug. Not that he had less opinions than me, but you know what? This is just way too much. <laughs> I can't believe. Okay, I can't. Okay. Anyway, I think I, I think I suck you into these things where you just, just keep rambling on about. I know that's what it is. I think that's what it is. You just kind of just throw something out there, then you just let me say things until I realize that I'm talking about something too long, and then I have to stop. And we're not going to talk about Egan. That's all we're going to say. We're not going to talk about Egan at all. No. So I'm Doug, and who are you? I'm Steve. All right. There it is. All right. That was exciting. That was a, yeah, that was a lot it took of time. It a long time. Okay. I know. That's a waste. We only have There's so actually much time to do this. There's actually a lot to talk about this week. There's some crazy things that have happened in the past week. Absolutely. First of yeah, all, I've, I've written I've, a bunch of them, yeah. First of all, I want to say, pay my respects to Sir John Hurt. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's uh that's that's sad. I've always yeah. been a fan of his, uh, of course, all the way back to Alien. Yeah, and uh, he's he's played so many great roles in in sort of the geek world. You know, he's yeah. been in Harry Potter and Doctor Who and Hellboy and of course the Alien franchise and just I'd almost forgotten right. about Hellboy. I mean, because yeah, oh, he's, he's so great. he's so good in those. Um, I love him in Spaceballs. When he does his uh, oh yeah, alien plays, uh, yeah. parody, <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Elephant Man. I mean, he's he was yeah, really really terrific. Um, and he always just seemed like a great guy. And you know, I don't know him, of course, personally, but from from yeah. all that I've heard, he's he seemed like a genuinely good guy. So it's always. I mean, it's sad to hear anybody die, but especially somebody who's who's touched us in some way through. Yeah. Some sort of art performance. This whole thing is just really bumming me out. Like, because more, I mean, obviously, as people get older, they're going to die. I mean, that's just the way it is. But yeah. as we get older, all the people that we grew up, like, loving and liking, and, you know, Carrie Fisher and Alan Rickman and, uh, you know, all these people that, like, you know, that, that we really, like, connected to, and, and you just never think that that's going to be their last movie, you know, or that's going to be their last TV show, or whatever. Um, and it's just happening more and more, and, you know, I think a lot of people get all hung up on the thing, and like, oh, it's an epidemic, you know, 2016, oh, you suck, you killed all these people. No, I mean, it's because they're in their 70s, some of them in their 80s, and... Yeah they're going to die and that's just what's going to happen. But it's really sad and it's really a bummer. And you inevitably know that like all of the, you know, the people that, uh, um, you like are going to go, you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, that's hard. It's hard to think about. And, um, obviously this won't be the last one. I mean, Mary Tyler Moore also, you know, last week. I mean, it's like, yeah, these iconic people. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a bummer. Yeah. And then you have to wonder, like, who's next? 
because it always goes in threes. Well, I, I think Kerry Fisher was already in a three, so now this was a new three, so we had Mary Tyler Moore and John Hurt, and now we have one more. So now we gotta wait for the third one. And usually it's one, and usually it's one that you don't expect. Like usually there's a couple of them who are like maybe up there in age, and maybe you've heard that their their health isn't very great. Um, so you're not horribly like shocked. Like you're like, oh okay, Mary Tyler Moore, yeah, she's in her 80s. I heard she wasn't doing well last time I heard about her. Uh, John Hurt, obviously older, never really looked that healthy in the last like maybe. 15 years. Like, he didn't look real healthy. Like, he looked okay, but it was like, yeah, he's looking kind of old. You know, and and you see these people, and you're like, ah, oh, they're looking kind of old. Um, and you know that there's probably not going to be that much more time left. Like, maybe another 10 years. Um, yeah. But then, but then you'll get one in there that will shock you, because you just won't be prepared for that one. You're like a young guy, or like, you know, somebody's in perfect health. You know, it's something yeah. weird, you know, like, like uh, Anton, Anton Yeltsin. Anton Yeltsin. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, just weird. I mean, just gets run over by his own car while he's like at his, you know, the gate of his house. I mean, that's weird. And you never could yeah. have predicted that. You know, that's like somebody that you never would have guessed something like that would happen. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, a couple of years ago, um, which that one hit me hard. And obviously, you know, he oh, did yeah. it himself. I mean, it wasn't like an accident. But still, it's like, you don't expect, like, somebody like that to go. You know, like, somebody that young. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so we're, we're waiting for the third one. I bet by the next week's podcast, we'll have another one. I bet one will happen this week. What, where, how is that counted? You know, I know it's kind of like the urban legend thing that they all come in threes, but, like, I know. Who made that A up? week? A week? A day? A month? <laughs> what is that? I know. Well, like, is it within a day? Is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who made up that anyway? It's just BS. I think it is BS. You're right. I'm. I'm sorry. I brought it up. <laughs> I, should be, I should. I should be fired. Just fire me. <laughs> That's a terrible. Why do I even bother like regurgitating that garbage? <laughs> um, so what did you? Uh, what were you going to talk about? Uh, well, you know what. Remember last week I talked about uh, Patriots Day, and I talked about how I was really uh, perplexed by the whole, like, why uh, Mark Wahlberg's character was a made-up character in a true story. You know, that they amalgamed all of these, like, you know, five police officers into this one guy so he could, you know, be in every scene of the movie. Um, And I made a lot of jokes about it and stuff. I was listening to another podcast this morning, and I listen to many podcasts, and I love many, many, many podcasts. But one of them, uh, one of my favorites, is Doug Loves Movies, and I love Doug Loves Movies. And the guy that was a guest on there started talking about Patriots Day, and you just have to listen to it, because it's all yeah. of my jokes. It's all of them. Like, he really? goes through point by point all the stuff that I said. Huh. And that doesn't bother me at all. I don't, you know, I don't think you know he heard it and then like made you know a joke from that. Obviously, that's not true. But it makes <laughs> me feel good that my jokes, you know, I did organically without any help from listening to somebody else's thing. And we kind of came, we came up with the same, the same jokes. And so I was like, yeah. well, that's kind of that's kind of cool. 
that I was ahead of the curve. Like I didn't even, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. Um, but I thought it was funny that he like made all the same points. Um, Weird. I know, not bizarre. But you also listen to it. You'll you'll hear it and say, "Wow, that's really really uncanny." And you just <laughs> talked about this last week. And maybe he did copy it. Maybe he did. And maybe he's a thief. But it wasn't Doug Benson. It was somebody else. It was some uh, a guy who has another podcast uh, called uh, TV, TV Guidance Counselor. Uh, his name's Ken Reed. He's in no. Boston. But anyway, um, no, we have our, also we have our eye on. We have our eye yeah, on you now. Yeah, we do. TV We're watching you. <laughs> We're paying attention. Any more of our bits <laughs> show up on your on your thing? No, it's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, so have you, have you watched this TV show, Timeless? I've watched NBC? Uh, a couple episodes, yeah. I think the first two I did. I watched, uh, I watched it, uh, yesterday. I've been watching it. Um, how many episodes are there now? I have no idea. Maybe nine, eight. I don't know. Oh, okay. Wow. I have no yeah, idea. I've only watched yeah, the first two. It's, it's been on for a while now. Um, and I watch it. Uh, I watch it with my wife Colleen, and um, she likes it, and that's fine. Um, but she likes it in a way of like, I don't have to think. This is ridiculous, but you know, whatever. I watch it with a more critical eye because I I love stuff about time travel. I think it's probably the yeah. most interesting genre out there. I love, and that is my favorite genre. Time travel is my is my favorite genre because it's just such a interesting thing and and there's so many aspects of it and there's so many different ways you can attack it you know as far as like is it a loop that you can't change is it a thing where you can go back and you can you can alter one thing and that's going to alter things in the future and i mean there's all these different rules and every movie and tv show has a different different set of rules you know pertaining to their story and that's why i like it I, i i think it's uh Always interesting, and it's always fun to see people in, you know, different, you know, period costumes and, you know, and that kind of stuff. So that's, it's, it's always entertaining. Um, so that's my favorite genre. Um, my least favorite genre is cavemen. I hate cavemen <laughs> movies. I hate, I can't stand it when there's a show there, about cavemen. I don't like Is there really a genre? Movies. I don't know, but there's a lot of cavemen movies out there, and I hate them. They're so bad. I can't deal with it. I mean, I know that like, like some people really like it. I don't know. Well, like the beginning like of Like Encino Man? Uh, no, more like, like Caveman with Ringo Starr. That was a caveman movie with Dennis Quaid. Um, I never saw that. There's uh, <laughs> Clan of the Cave Bear with Daryl Hannah and Ron Perlman. That was in the 80s. Wow. Um, the beginning of two thousand one, you got the caveman. Um, a lot of, is there a lot somebody of who's 70s. really into? Yeah, I mean, is there somebody who's really into cavemen? If you're out there, send us a message because I'd like to <laughs> hear about this. But here's the thing: I hate cavemen movies, but I don't have a problem when cavemen show up in a time travel movie. Like that's okay. Like I'm all right. <laughs> Like I don't want to spend all my time with the cavemen, <laughs> but I don't mind. 
I don't mind a brief stop in caveman times. Like that doesn't bother me. But a whole movie about cavemen, I can't deal with. Anyway, Timeless has not gone to caveman times. I don't even know why I bring that up because they haven't done it yet. They might be doing it soon. I don't know. But here's here's the thing about this timeless show. Okay, um, I feel like this timeless show is being written by a bunch of people in a room that know that they're writing a show about time travel, but they have no idea how to write a movie or show about time travel. Like they have no clue how time travel works. They don't know rules. They don't care about any kind of, like, repercussions of what they're doing. The characters are just really dumb. Like, they do dumb things all the time, and they never seem to know what's going on around them. And it's like, it's like all of them, like, sat and they're like, so this is what a time travel show should be. A, B, C, D, E. And now we'll just fill in the blanks. Of what we need to do to make this a time travel show. We're going to go to the Hindenburg. We're going <laughs> to see, you know, Al Capone. We're going to, you know, whatever. It's just like, it's so bad. I mean, it's just I, really bad. I mean, um, I, the, the, the beginning of any time travel anything is you need to establish at least some loose set of rules. Right. That's, that's the ground floor. Yeah, and any any time travel, anything worth itself, at least does some sort of loose, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. Right. And, and Don't kill your grandfather because yeah. it will, you know, then you'll not exist. But then other ones are unless, like, oh, you unless it's a branching, yeah, yeah, if it's a branching theory where, you know, you could do that, yeah. But, but you at least need to let people know what's going on because otherwise it's like, the movies that I hate the most are the ones that establish a set of rules. They'll use those rules while it's convenient, and yep. then they'll break them at every other chance. And that just oh, yeah. that bugs me so bad. You know, a lot of, a lot of vampire movies do that, or oh, vampire yeah. shows or whatever. They'll, like, you know, sometimes you can see the reflection, sometimes you can't. Sometimes they can make people do stuff, sometimes they can't. Sometimes, you know... Uh, a stake through the heart kills them, sometimes you have to chop their heads off. You know, it's just like, you know, there's like all these, you know, and some of them establish those rules pretty early and then they, you know, stick to them. But there's other ones that just, like all of a sudden, they'll just throw something in there. Like, you know, yeah. the sword has to be silver. Why? <laughs> we didn't hear that before. Um, <laughs> Like I said, as long as you set it, as long as you set it up and you stick to it, perfectly fine. It can be as weird as they want to be. It has to be, you know, super soaker full of holy water. And that's the only thing that kills them. Fine. So just stick to that. That's it. That's all that works. And you don't do anything else. Oh, look, I threw a rock and now it killed the vampire. Like, no, you can't. Now I'm starting to rant about vampire movies. Okay. Continue. Well, that's and that's the that's what happened in Starship Troopers. Remember that when uh, at the beginning of the movie, um, it took like a lot 
to like kill one of those bugs. Like the first time they saw a bug, they're like, ah, they're like shooting it like a million times, and they're like, you know, they're cadets and they're you know whatever, and and it's killing everybody, and it's ripping people apart, and they're and they're shooting and shooting and shooting, and then finally, you know, they're able to finally kill like one of the bugs. By the end of the yeah. movie, look at how long it takes to kill a bug. It's like amazingly quick. Like all of a sudden, yeah. like they're able to shoot like hundreds of them, like no problem at all. And I hated that. That really bothered me because <laughs> I was like, I thought this was hard, and now it's super easy. Like when you didn't tell us that you got better guns, you didn't, you know, nothing. Like there was nothing to say that like it's going to be easier to kill them. It was, it was just to serve the story, which was at the beginning, they wanted uh, lots and lots of people to get killed, and so they wanted the bugs to be harder to kill. So then by the yeah. end, they weren't killing people anymore. So it didn't matter. So now we can, now Verhoeven is like, well, go ahead and just kill hundreds of them with one shot. It doesn't matter, you know, because I'm not interested in the, the struggle of survival against the, the bug. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff really, that really gets me. I, I can't. And this, and this timeless, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I, I just don't know what their rules are. And the story is really convoluted. The characters are so dumb. And they just, I just can't, it reminds me of the TV show The Following. I don't know if you ever watched that with Kevin Bacon. No, I never watched it. Well, we used, we used to watch that show and uh, it's over now. They, you know, finally killed that off. Like they finally ended it. Mercy, mercy killing. Um, cause yeah, it, got really it was bad. bad. It was yeah. really bad. Um, but I couldn't stop watching it. Unlike this Timeless show, which I could literally stop watching it immediately, and it wouldn't bother me at all. But <laughs> <laughs> the following, I kept going on with it. And Kevin Bacon plays an FBI agent, and he's got friends that are FBI agents. And uh, Bobby Drake from X-Men, he's an FBI agent. And uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other people that were here. There was a lot of FBI agents. Uh, Luke Cage was an FBI agent at one point, and he got stabbed in the eye with a pencil. And Ooh. he had to wear a patch on his eye. Ridiculous. All this stuff was <laughs> really silly. But the serial killers were really scary. They were really creepy. Um, but the thing was, we used to always joke about, my wife and I used to joke about, was uh, how bad the FBI agents were. Like, they were truly the worst FBI agents ever. Like, they never could catch anybody. Everybody was always getting away. It was like... Every episode, like, it was just a, a comedy of errors all the time of them never being able to do anything that they're supposed to do. And then always looking, like, all upset at the end. You know, like, oh, I can't believe they got away again. And it's like, that's because you guys are dumb. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible FBI agent. Um, but, you know, in reality, I guess if you think about it, not all FBI agents are going to be good. Like, I mean, like, we all work with somebody, you know, at our jobs that's terrible at their job, like, really awful. I mean, and if that's the case, and every workplace has somebody that's really terrible, like the one that everybody talks about, it's like, oh, yeah, there, there's Todd again. And, <laughs> and so there, so you know that in the FBI, there is a Todd, that, you know, that is just terrible, and everybody's like, oh, God, Todd. Again with that, you know, <laughs> like there's always going to be somebody like that. 
Um, so I guess, I mean, re- realistically, I guess there would be some really bad FBI agents, but why would you make a show about them? Like, why would you make like about the good ones? Um, you know, there's too many good know. FBI shows, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's something I we need a show of. for the rest of them, the normal guys, <laughs> for the rest of us. Here's something I just <laughs> remembered. When I was working uh, downtown at a uh, customer service desk in one of the uh, shopping uh, centers, not a mall, but it's like the downtown area, um, and they had a customer service desk, across from my desk was a uh, a bank. It was literally like right across the desk from me, or right across from the, the desk. And yeah. one day I was in... Uh, I was sitting there at my desk, and it's totally quiet because the place had, like, just – it was just dead. There was nothing there, really, for anybody, you know, to really look at anymore. It was kind of on a downhill slide. I think it's gotten better. Who cares? But at this point, <laughs> it's not doing well. And, uh, like, I'm just really interested in, like, how's Devin and Common doing? Um, and, uh, <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there at the desk and uh all of a sudden like um i hear like sirens and stuff and i'm like oh what's going on you know like nobody's telling me anything and um there's an entrance to the bank on the on the street side i was on the the mall side on the inside um and all of a sudden the doors come down like uh, automatically, and they close in front of the bank. And I was like, "Whoa, what's that?" You know, like, "What's going on?" And uh, and of course, all these people are coming in, and you know, whatever. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, "I don't know what's going on." I'm like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and uh, this guy comes walking up a few minutes later. He's wearing a nice suit, and he comes up and uh, he pulls out his badge his fbi badge just like in the movies and he like shows it to me and he's like he's like uh program investigation um can you tell me where the bank is and i look (laughs) and i'm looking at him and literally behind him is the bank (laughs) like it's like he could he had to walk past the bank to get to me (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I thought, I said, I don't even know what to say. And I just kind of like pointed behind him, like, well, it's right there, FBI guy. Um, this might <laughs> With be a the, rough the start. Gate closed. <laughs> this might, this might be a rough start for your day. If you have a <laughs> difficult time uh, realizing that that's the bank, <laughs> uh, because oh, evidently no. it, it had just, it had just been rough. So there had been a bank robbery, and then the doors automatically come down. I don't know. Maybe they were slow. You think that it would lock the guy in? Like that would be the best thing about a bank security door thing. <laughs> so it would close as soon as the bank robber was in there. But I guess it lets the bank robber out, and then the doors come down. So then he can't come back in and rob I it again. So. Yeah. Or like maybe like he sees the police and he runs back into the building and he grabs somebody and he goes. Oh, with me so then this way it forces him to be outside the bank when the anyway whatever yeah so that's yeah. So that was that was what happened so there you go bad fbi guy real life <laughs> todd, todd, <was> todd. <laughs> fbi director todd 
uh, <laughs> I don't know why I remembered that. That's really weird. Um, I watched La La Land again uh, this weekend. I cannot get enough of this again. movie. Yeah, I can't get enough of this movie. I've seen it twice now. I love this movie. I don't know why. It's like I am obsessed with this movie now. And Emma Stone won uh, the SAG Award for it uh, this last weekend. Oh, wow. And uh, I also watched Moonlight, uh, which is another one that's up for an Oscar for Best Picture, and it has our guy in it, uh, Arshwali uh, Ali. The guy who played oh, uh, yeah. Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. And he won. He won. Great. He won the SAG Award. And he's great in Moonlight. He's not in it as much as I thought he would be. Um, but he won. Best Supporting Actor. And cool. uh, he was very, very good. Uh, and the movie's good. It's uh, kind of a coming-of-age uh, movie about the uh, African-American young man growing up in some not-so-great parts of town and uh, around drug dealers and crackheads. And his mom is a crackhead. And uh, Arshwali Ali actually plays a drug dealer who kind of takes him in and uh, shows him, like, uh, actual, like, care and love, you know, which is, you know, kind of crazy because you know he's a drug dealer and he deals with all these horrible things but he gets this connection with the boy um and it's uh it's good it's a good movie um i don't think it'll win best picture a lot of people think it will i don't think so i still think la la land uh, <laughs> but then i, then I heard it's back. about hollywood i mean it, it, i know hollywood loves movies that are about hollywood that's true and uh I hear there's a backlash to La La Land, which is kind of weird. Um, but I guess people are saying, well, it's not that great. And I'm like, well, so what? It's still fun. And it's really entertaining. And Ryan Gosling is awesome. I love him. He is hmm. so funny. Like, I, I, I love his funny stuff he's been doing. Like, the nice guys. He was hilarious. Um I love him on, like, talk show stuff, like, or not talk show, like, award shows when he shows up on those things. I mean, anything, like, anything where he gets to kind of do his own kind of riff. Um, he's very funny. And it's weird because he was such a dramatic guy for a long time, and now he's getting kind of more of these uh, comedy things. Um, but I'm on board. I love it. Um, and, the, and the music is so good in this movie. Oh, I can't get enough of it. I gotta keep it. <laughs> so weird. I'll be humming it like during the day. I'm like, oh my god, I'm singing La La Land for real. I used to sing like you know, Def Leppard or something. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm more of ACDC. I don't know. I don't know what I. I don't know what I hum. Um, did you see the thing about the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride? Like, it's no. getting closer and closer? Yeah, I mean, I know they, they shut down the Tower of Terror in California and we're retrofitting yep. it, but... And then it's going to open. They said it's going to open, hopefully, in time for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So it should be open by, like, now. Oh, okay. Um, Did you watch... <laughs> this is completely... Well, it, it is related. Did you watch the video when they were proposing that, where they were talking about, like the design of the ride and all that? Yeah, the video. The video of the, the ride designer talking about it? 
Yeah. Did you remember his earring? Oh, yeah, that was weird. He had, like, it looked like a grapefruit or something hanging from his ear. That's right. I, I You know, now you say that, that was kind of odd, wasn't it? And and it was so distracting. I was watching it with the boys, my, you know, my uh, sons, and he would start shaking his head, and this earring is, like, swinging around. And that's all we could con- concentrate on. I have no idea what the ride even does because we were just <laughs> laughing at the earring. I mean, I'm I'm all up for personal expression, and you know, Lord you knows are. I've got all sorts of weird stuff about me. But yeah, it was distracting in the video, like cut away or something. <laughs> it was front and center. That's all you could look at. That is funny. Um, yeah, here you've caught, well, you've caught me ranting you today, went, Steve. This is twice. <laughs> you went, you went to the Twilight Zone ride, right? When you were at Disney? No, no, no. Oh, you didn't go on it? No. We're going yeah, to Orlando later. Late. No, we're going late to Orlando later this year, so I'll, we'll go on it there. I'm sure. But when it, when are you going? So, uh, later, like in the spring. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. We were talking about doing the same, uh, but I said that I didn't want to go until this Guardians of the Galaxy ride opens. Like I don't want to, but I don't want to go there California. and find out it. Right, that's only California. Yeah, we're going yeah, to Orlando. True. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a fun ride uh, to be sure, um, but it's not because of the Twilight Zone theme. It's because of the ride. I mean, it's like you know, it's crazy picks you up and drops you, you know, it's like you're in an elevator. The story of the ride, the Twilight um, you're in a haunted hotel, and there's like, you know, ghostly bellmen walking around, but they don't take your bags or anything, they just walk around. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so they're bad bellmen. They they're, they're yeah, you don't have to bellmen. And you don't have to tip them or anything. Um, but they walk around with like kind of ghostly eyes and everything, they do makeup or whatever. Um, but then what happens is that you get to see the story of, uh, what happened at this hotel and, and evidently, uh, there were some guests that, uh, uh, I can't remember. I think it gets struck by lightning and then the ghosts or the, the guests like get sucked into the twilight zone dimension or something. And then they become ghosts and then so they're haunted and then the elevator that, uh, is in the hotel now that's haunted and then you get on it and then it goes up and down and then every once in a while it will open up and then you'll get to see like how high you are which is like really high so it kind of freaks you out because you're in the total darkness and then all of a sudden ah and then you see like uh, you know you're really really high up but you're going yeah. up and down you know and just you know it drops you picks you up drops you you know whatever um and a lot of people get really upset that they were getting rid of the twilight zone aspect of the ride and then I think there's a kind of legal thing. I mean, because it's weird because, like, Orlando can still have it, but California can't. And anyway, yeah. they, um, they decided to make it into a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which uh, you're going to go into the collector's room, and all of uh, the artifacts and different characters and stuff are going to be in the collector's oh, room. And, cool. they said it's, and they said it's going to change. Like, they've made it um. so, like, the items will change. So every time you go there, you're most likely going to see all different 
items. Some of the same ones, but a lot of different ones. You know, so it's going to be like cool. filled with all these Easter eggs that you're going to be walking through. And Rocket Raccoon, they've captured all the Guardians, and uh, Rocket Raccoon uh, escaped. So he's your guide, and he's telling you his plan to get them uh, freed from the Collector. And so the up and down thing of the ride, that's actually going to be a ship. So you're actually going to be oh, okay. a ship or whatever. And it's going to have all kinds of visuals, and they're going to do uh, the whole 70s, 80s uh, pop music, uh, you know, the kind of soundtrack stuff from the movie. Yeah. So it's gonna, it sounds like it's going to be a really, really fun time. Like, it just sounds like it's going to be awesome. But people got really upset when they found out that they were changing it because people really liked the Twilight Zone thing. But other than calling it the Twilight Zone, it really had no similarities to, like, the Twilight Zone. Like, there was nothing about the ride that was, like, you know, all Twilight Zone episodes are the same. That I mean, there's, there's a sense of irony. There's usually some sort of uh, maybe a twist or, like, a, you know, like uh, somebody getting just desserts for being a certain way, then they get, you know, stuck in their own, you know, you know, world of, you know, uh, unpleasantness uh, by yeah. the end. Um, this ride had none of that. There was nothing of like like that in the story at all. It was just so weird. Like, okay, yeah, so I'm like, just get rid of it. Like, why, why are you so attached to this thing? Because Rod Serling, like, appears at the beginning? Because he does. He appears, like, 3D, like, really cool 3D, like, where he's, like, it looks like he's standing, like, in front of you, like, doing his thing. And that's and that's really neat. But it it's not clever at all. Like, yeah. this is going to huh. be way more clever. I think it's going to be way more fun. And I can't wait to go on the ride. I mean, I can't wait. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, would I go to the park just for that? Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Um, but it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be super fun. Then the Star Wars land is coming. Oh, I can't They've wait for that. They've been building both of those at the same time, and they haven't even said, like, when they're going to open it. So they're probably going to announce it this spring at one of those Star Wars oh, celebrations yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we're going to be able to drink blue milk, which, I mean, you can yes. drink blue milk now. Finally. Finally. That's not... <laughs> you totally can drink blue milk now. I mean, you just leave it in the refrigerator, like, a week past the date. And then, <laughs> hey, look, everybody, it's blue milk. This is um, awesome. <laughs> this is so great. Oh, no, I've I got food poisoning. Um, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, but, yeah, so, but you'll be able to, like, go into the cantina, and oh, you'll cool. be able to, like, be in the Millennium Falcon, and that will be really awesome. Um, of course, now Han Solo doesn't fly the Millennium Falcon anymore because, as we all know, I'm very upset about the whole thing, <laughs> and I don't want to bring it up again. <laughs> Han Solo is dead. <laughs> killed him. So now when I go on the Millennium Falcon at Star Wars Land, I'm going to be like, where's Han Solo? And instead it's going to be Rey and Chewbacca, and that's just not, that's not enough for me. That doesn't do it for me at all. I like Ray, but seriously, do we have to remove him from everything? Um, 
because they want to, you know, keep in line with the movies and everything. Um, yeah. I, I still have a Han Solo walking around, though. You think so? Don't have, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll have a guy dressed as Han Solo. Uh, bittersweet. Because don't they have don't they have a Darth Vader walking around? Even though there's Kylo Ren, he got he got he got replaced by Kylo Ren now. Oh, so there's not even a Darth Vader anymore. I think he trains the little Jedi's. I think they still have that going on. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure they're they're going to have everybody at the Star Wars land. You're right; they'll have everybody there. Well, I mean, Greedo was already there. I got pictures with him. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but uh, oh, god. Then they started the Han Solo movie last week. Red oh Cup. yeah, and they called yeah Red Cup. That's that's pretty clever. That is pretty clever. I can't get into it. I'm so depressed. Every time I think about it, <laughs> it just bums me out. Like, why would you yeah. ruin it for me? Like, why would you like let me like be like so in love with these movies for so long and just be like eagerly, eagerly waiting? Waiting for the day. I had a I had a like fourteen day countdown on Facebook where I posted like all of my like memorabilia and my old you know stuff and photos and and uh, you know my Dixie cup boxes and like I mean anything like I used to collect everything. I saved everything um, yeah. because I was obsessed with it. I, I could not get enough. Every newspaper article I cut it out. I, you know, cereal boxes. I mean, anything. I got a whole box of this crap. And so I did this whole countdown to it, you know, for Force Awakens, and I was so excited. And then after that movie, I was like, I don't even want to look at this stuff anymore. Like, it just <laughs> took the wind right out of my sails completely. Like, it just ruined, it ruined Star Wars for me. Like, how do you ruin Star Wars for somebody who's been, like, worshipping it at the Star Wars altar since 1977, and now all of a sudden, now I, I, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay, great, yeah, well, I'll see the movie. I mean, I'm excited to see it, but not really. Um, I want to see what happens next. That's how I felt that so surprised me. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, we still have Indiana Jones, which is awesome. Another, you know, he's probably. I probably like him more than I like Han Solo, let's be honest. I mean, he's more of a character. Um, yeah. But Han Solo was the, the the connecting point for all the movies, even though he wasn't barely in Return of the Jedi. But um, – And he really didn't he do anything. The, yeah, he's, the, <laughs> he's, the, he's the joy of those movies, though. I mean, like, he brings yeah. the, 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 you know, the lightheartedness. He brings, you know, that kind of stuff. And now, you know, somebody, I, I just read an article where somebody, like, broke down, like, what could have happened to the Solo family to make Kylo go, you know, batshit crazy. And what they were referring to was that when Luke, or when Leia and Han meet up together, and they're talking about, like, um, what they, you know, how come they haven't seen each other, and... You know, and Han's like, well, I just went back to doing what I could do, and you went back to doing what you could do. And there's, like, this whole, like, thing of, like, there was this really tragic thing that happened, and we all kind of assumed that it was Kylo. 
But this person in this article that I was reading, they're saying that, no, that's not the case, that it's not Kylo that was the tragic event. The tragic event happened before they sent Kylo off. And the reason why they sent Kylo off was because of this tragic event. So almost like the death of another child. Yeah. And they went and they went further and said that uh, what was you know that they're saying is that the tragic event is that they had to leave one of their kids somewhere else or they lost them or whatever and that that's Ray. I don't buy that, but I do buy the idea that there could be a tragic event, whereas another solo, you know, something terrible happened to them and the family couldn't pull it back together again. And they said one of their biggest mistakes, she said one of the biggest mistakes was sending Kylo away, that they shouldn't have done that. And so that would, that would definitely foster a lot lot of bitterness and anger from Kylo as far as like, you know, my, my brother or my sister died and then you just sent me away and you didn't help me cope with any of this, you know? And then Snoke yeah. comes in, you know, and he's like, "Hey, do you like Xbox?" And he like, you know, kind of <laughs> like, you know, like, like tries to like be his buddy. Or like, hey, what's going on? Hey, look at this new cell phone. It's yours. <laughs> you know, it's unlimited data. Go ahead. <laughs> and he just, you know, he just kind of cozies up to him, and then you know, kind of sways him, you know, over. Ah, it's Solo. Yeah, he's a jerk. Big hairy monster, whatever. Hey, hang with me, you know. And then you just kind of, you know, gets him to go. Are you saying that the other direction? Snoke is a child, child predator. Is that what you're saying? Could have pulled up in a van. Could have pulled up in a panel <laughs> van. <laughs> hey, uh, have you seen my puppy? I can't find him <laughs> anywhere. I've been looking all over. Can you help me find him? No, I'm not supposed to get in panel vans. Oh, really? Oh, that's too bad. I guess you don't want this PlayStation 3. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? And then here's, here's the thing. If that's the case, that there is this tragic event and that's what, like, made all this happen, that's not the fun of Star Wars to me. That sounds horrible. That's like, that's like, it's like, like ordinary people. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's terrible. Do you know what ordinary people is? I, I mean, I know. It's a movie. It's a movie. Mary no, Tyler, movie. Mary, what, Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Donald Sutherland, uh, are parents of Timothy Hutton. And Mary Tyler Moore is like really, it was, it was a, a thing for Mary Tyler Moore as far as like, it was a big departure from her like Mary Richards and, uh, 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 what's her name? Um, ah, Petri, the Dick Van Dyke show. Can't think of her name. Oh yeah. Um, Laura, Laura Petri. So it was very much a departure from those things, and she plays this very cold, uh, unemotional, not nice person. And Donald Sutherland is the nice guy, and she's like, she seems really, really mean, and she's having a really hard time like dealing with her kid Timothy Hutton. And and then we you know we come to find out you know I'm not even gonna say spoiler alert because for Christ's sake it has been around forever <laughs> <laughs> like I watched it in high school so, so whatever but you find out that there was an accident and it was kind of Timothy Hutton's fault 
I think they were both drunk and they were boating or something. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, what happened? The other brother gets killed. <laughs> and uh, Timothy Hutton is left. And it's the whole, like, it should have been you and not him. He was, you know, much better person than you were and, you know, whatever. So it's super, super tragic and sad and whatever. And, and I don't want that in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. That's not Star Wars to me. That's a bummer. Like, I don't want a bummer coming into Star Wars. I don't care if it's dramatic, whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't need it to be Shakespearean. I don't need Han Solo to get stabbed through the heart with a lightsaber by his own kid. This isn't Hamlet. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> it's bumming me out. I mean, it, 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 it definitely has gone away from sort of the... I mean, the original idea of Star Wars is, you know, the the Black Knight, White Knight, you know, a very simple storytelling, and it's, you know, good versus evil, and the lines were clearly drawn. And it, it as, you know, things have gotten more complicated, and it's, the story has gotten more complicated, and, and I think you're you're right. I mean, that's, I think the further, I mean, as audiences, we kind of want to see that, that complexity, but you're right. That doesn't really belong in Star Wars. That's not that's not the place no. for it. No, no, and 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 like we said, you know, like before that, if you keep killing off the original characters, I don't I don't know how great the movies are going to be. I mean, obviously they're going to die in real life. I mean, eventually they will, and they're going to be putting out a different movie every two years. So it's unrealistic to think that, you know, they can play these parts forever. Yeah. But just let them leave. Just let them go away. <laughs> just, let them, just let them move on. You don't have to kill yeah. them off. I mean, you can find stuff to do with them. Like, I mean, I, I really wish that they would just let him fly away. And then we just knew that he was out there somewhere. That's fine. Harrison Ford doesn't have to do it anymore. <laughs> he never comes back. Who cares? But I still have that hope that oh well, he might he might come back, you know, or you know, like at least he's okay, you know, like but just yeah. the idea that like he's dead, it just bums you out, you know. And, and uh, yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into this. It is a stupid movie. <laughs> why, should, why should I get upset? Um, on good news. Uh, the Good Place has been renewed for a second season. And as everyone oh, knows, I am yeah. super, super on board with this show. I love it so much. The finale was amazing. We won't talk about it. We'll have a separate spoiler-filled mini-episode just talking about Good Place because there's so many things to talk about, and it's so good. And the payoff is so awesome and oh, amazing. So good. <laughs> So, possibly good. Oh, I can't say any more about it. I'm just super excited for the next uh, the next season. Because uh, yeah. where they left it at the end of this thing, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go on the, into the next thing. And yeah. they totally can. There's way more material there that can be like totally mined, and, and they can find all kinds of other things to do on the show. Um, I have so really many questions. I have so many questions. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely yeah. worth a rewatch. After you watch it once, 
go back and watch it again. At least watch like the last half of the season again. And and see if you can kind of see things that you missed. Because that's fun. Because I did that. I actually went back and watched like two or three episodes oh. before the yeah. end and tried to see if I could see anything that stuck out to me that I was like, oh, you know what? This was very well put together. This is very, very cool. Um, And then, uh, oh, Doctor Who. I know you're a big fan of Doctor Who. I'm not as Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, Peter Capaldi has announced he's leaving, which he was my favorite doctor. I mean, I I started watching Doctor Who in the the 80s, and so Tom Baker was the first doctor I remember. But Peter Capaldi is my favorite. I think he just, I mean, he's a fantastic actor. And the stuff that, I mean, the monologues that he got in the couple seasons that he was on were amazing. Um, And I just, I love his performance. And so, I, I, you know, he's a big big-ish actor. I mean, he's he's pretty big in, in Britain, and he's getting more known here. And so I, I figured that he was going to be moving on just because, you know, nobody stays with a role forever. Right. Um, but he, I mean, he was a huge fan of Doctor Who all, ever right. since he was a kid. Back to, you know, when he was a kid, he got a, a letter printed in the Doctor Who fan club magazine. And, I mean, he's just... <laughs> so cool. He uh, he was a big fan, and uh, he still is a big fan. And so it, it's sad to see him go, because he brought a love for the character. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see who they get next. I know everyone's wondering if it's going to be not a not a white guy anymore. You know, maybe they'll get a, a person of color, or they'll get a, a woman, or you know, something right. completely different. Um, so I'd be curious to see where they go. Um the show is about change, so I'm not like outraged that you know the doctor's changing or whatever. I mean, that's that's part of its shtick is that the doctor changes well, and it kind of becomes a new show. So it's you know that's fine, whatever. But isn't isn't it usually about every three years? Isn't that about usually? Seems, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, that, that's, that's about pretty close to the time period. Yeah, that's kind of what it's averaged out to be. And I read I read an article uh, after they announced it and. Uh, Capaldi had actually said some things about the BBC. He said that uh, nothing against the BBC. He said they're they're a great uh, network. Um, he's very like you know honored to be a part of the history and and be you know be on the show and everything. But he said that uh, what the way that they've been handling Doctor Who, he said it's not uh, been really fair. That um, they've kind of been pushing it around. They've kind of taken it for granted and thought that they would just, they could move it anywhere they wanted and people would just follow it, whether it be uh, later in the evening, a different night. Yeah. Um, and he said there's a big history with it that it's been a family show, that people have watched it together as a family during the family hour. And right. he said that it upset him when they started moving it around. And he said that's not that's not going to last. Like, you know, people aren't going to follow it. Like, they're just going to find other things to do at that time. Um, yeah. But, of course, now today, yeah. you don't watch anything live anyway. I mean, like, how right. often do you do that? I mean, it's all streaming. It's all, you know, DVRs, and, and uh, people aren't sitting there watching things at 7 o'clock at night anymore. Now it's like right. we're recording it or we're streaming it and we're watching it whenever we want to watch it. 
Exactly. Um, I thought it was interesting. Maybe, I mean, he said that though. Well, it, you know, they, when he first started, they, they kind of pushed things a little bit darker than they had been. And so maybe that's what he's talking about is they pushed it after that family hour so they could be a little more mature with the stories. Oh, maybe that, maybe that's it. And I mean, Doctor Who has always been scary in the fact that it's scary enough to scare the little kids, but not too scary that it's obscene. You right. know, I mean, they, they've they've tried to find that line, sort of that PG thirteen, you know, mark. Right. And and yeah, some of the episodes were pretty dark, just as far as content. I watched a few of them. Doctor Who usually goes. Yeah, I watched a few of them this year, and honestly, I'm I'm getting really, really confused by them. Um, I have to have I have to have my son explain them to me because I can't follow some of the storylines. They're just a little too, a little too technical for me. A little too too much, too much to try to ingest to like understand it. Um, I can enjoy the, certain the visuals of it, but. They're starting to hit the problem that the original series had is because it's an ongoing serial that it uh, it can get convoluted. And after 50 that's years the of material, yeah, so that's where yeah, I, I mean, when, when they yeah. uh, when they brought it back in the early 2000s, they did a great thing. You know, when Christopher Eccleston that was my uh, favorite was the one. doctor, yeah, because they they took it and they stripped it down. They said we're gonna. Yeah. We're going to acknowledge that all the old stuff happened, but we're going to bring it back down to its basics and, you know, make it fresh. I and, loved that. Uh, loved that, it. I watched that whole uh, season, and I absolutely loved it. They tried to do that with uh, when Matt Smith came on, too, because it was Stephen Moffat of Sherlock fame, took over as the showrunner, and they kind of, uh, you know, a new doctor, new showrunner, and they they tried to kind of re restart it again. You know, is is it completely different feel from the uh, Davies and uh, Tenant stuff? And so I think you know Chris Chibnall is taking over for uh, the next season. Um, so Moffat will be gone, Capaldi will be gone, and it'll be Chibnall and whoever this new person is. And I guess Chibnall is a fan, but he's he's done a lot of drama over in the BBC. He did the a series Broadchurch. Okay. Um, and, uh, oh, I know that show. Which, yeah, that's a dark show. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that was that was pretty dark. They did an American I, version of that. Yeah, yeah, with David Tennant even, which was weird. Yeah, wasn't that strange? And then the lady from Breaking Bad. Right. Um, yeah, we watched like the first few episodes of Broadchurch, and I was like, "Man, this is just bumming me out. I don't know if I want to watch this anymore." I just felt yeah, like depressed after every episode. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. I felt, I felt I felt the same way. I bailed. I bailed on it. After like two episodes, having kids around the same age, it was like I can't do this. This is bad. I yeah. feel terrible after watching these episodes. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't uplifting to me either. I was I was having a difficult time with it. Yep, I did the same thing. But you know what? Who's I that? talked to my uh, I talked to my son about about Doctor Who, and he's he was such a huge fan of it. And him and his friends now, they're like all against it. Like they just they don't like it anymore. They're like you know they don't like the way the show is going. They don't know where it's going. They don't like the the last Christmas special it had like a, a superhero in it or something, and they didn't like that. Yeah. And I mean like they're turning on it. Like it was like they tried, vicious. 
I think after the the really dark episodes, they tried to make the Christmas special, which is usually pretty, you know, they try to keep it light and fluffy. It almost felt a little too light and fluffy. Oh, maybe that's it. And um, my younger kids really liked it, and I was was pretty meh on the whole thing. I mean, it was okay. It was fine. I feel that way about most of the Christmas specials, though, because they're meant to be just sort of fluffy Christmas entertainment. You know, you watch it with the family, and ah, 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 it's a lark. Yeah. But, you know, it's... And that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you, have, do you have to get going? Yeah, I need to get going. Okay, so I have one question for you that I came up with. Yeah. And we're going to end on this. Is if you could live in a TV show, which one would you live in and why? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's an awesome question. Any wow. TV show. Anything. If I could live in any TV show, and why? Anything. It doesn't mean you're, you have to be the character. In fact, right. you can't. You can't be the character because that's you know, that's somebody else. Um, so if I just lived live in, in the universe, world. Yeah. So if you like, if it was Laverne and Shirley, you could work at the the beer factory, and huh. you could hang out at the restaurant that they you know always eat at. So that'd be yeah. a pretty lame place to live <laughs> in Milwaukee in the 70s. <laughs> You're making <laughs> fun be... of Milwaukee? Milwaukee's no. a great city. No, Milwaukee's great. I've got the safe house, which is my favorite if you, if you have the, if, you have the, if you have any choice, you can live anywhere you want, you're going to say, I want to live in Milwaukee. That's, I don't know. I guess I <laughs> try to widen my views a little bit. <laughs> that might not wow. be my first choice. Like me, I would like to yeah. live in Mad Men. Oh, okay. Mad Men takes place in the 60s. You're in New York. Looks really exciting. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, just having a great time. Like nobody seems to be too bogged down with anything. Um, you can buy a house for like $10.00. And buy a car like five, like everything's cheap. Like you know, a cup of coffee is like five cents. You know, just I mean, all this stuff. I mean, it's like it just seemed like a decent time to be living. You know, just you know, like it was. You know, nobody. I don't know. It just seemed. It just seemed like a decent time to be around. Um, Well, okay, I'll take that back. There's some other. There's some people that may disagree with me on that, that they wouldn't see the the fun of living during the 60s. And I get that. It's not lost on me. <laughs> but um, aside from that, which, you know, I'm just saying, like, it just seemed like a real simple time to be around and... uh you know, and I'm going to take that back. It doesn't sound like that was would be that great. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, I think about it. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more like living in like a Folgers ad or something. I don't know what I'm, what I'm thinking. That's not right. The idealized. That's yeah, that's dumb. That's not true. That's not the way it was in the sixties. That wasn't. I mean, you could buy a house cheap, but whatever. That doesn't. I don't even know what okay. I'm talking about. So do you have one idea. or not? I do have one, okay. and I, I haven't – I've only thought about it for these couple minutes that you're actually listening to this podcast, so I've, I've yeah. got no preparation, but – That's fine. I'm going to sure. say um, 
and I'm sure that I'll think of something even better later. Oh, my God, just live, say it. I want to live in Star City from The Flash, the Flash TV show. Oh, Flash TV. That's right. Isn't that right, Star City? Yes, yeah, I don't remember. Why? Um, Why is because, Star City? Because there's that big explosion that Harrison Wells creates. Yeah. And it turns everybody or a lot of people into superheroes or supervillains. Oh. So, to have this is your workaround. Yeah, this this is your workaround. To have the chance to get a superpower, I would take that chance. That's my answer. That's pretty good. That was a good workaround. That was a good way to get around to, like, I want to live as a superhero. That's... (laughs) <laughs> that was a good job. All I thought, all I thought about was being able to drink at lunch. That's not. That's not. That's not anything. You can do that, that anyway. I know. Mean, you can do that anyway. <laughs> but it was expected. Let's put it that way. In, in Mad Men, it's expected to yeah, drink during true. lunch. I mean, like it's just you just expect it. Yeah, no. And they're actually like drinking as soon as they walk in the door. Like as soon as they get in in the morning, they like <laughs> they move from coffee to drinking, drinking at lunch, drinking after meetings, and then drinking before dinner. And then they get on a train. <laughs> then they go home. And then as soon as they get home, they make themselves a drink. And then that's you know just a little warm up, you know, for dinner. <laughs> and then they get done with dinner. And then they gotta have a nightcap. And so they're drinking again before they go to bed. And then, uh, yeah, that's their day. <laughs> it's like it's just one long highball glass from like 9 a.m. to like, I don't know what time they probably went to bed. They probably went to bed at like 6. I don't, I don't know what time they went to bed. No, I think they went to 6 a.m. later because 6 p.m. <laughs> um, but I think... I think the train ride must have taken some time. So you'd think maybe they'd probably have dinner later. They'd probably have dinner at like 7. And they were probably going to bed at like 11. Like it was probably late. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And then they'd get up and they had to take the train in. God, that sounds awful. I don't know why I would have thought that I'd want to live in that. That sounds (laughs) terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You're spending all your time on a train... When you're not working, you're on a train. Like, that sounds terrible. And then on the weekends, <laughs> you know, you got stuff, I guess. But, man, I, I got I really had to rethink that one. Now I, now I have nothing. I have zero. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I put all my eggs in that. And now I got nothing. I don't know, maybe like a show that takes place in Hawaii? So you live in Hawaii? Lost. Hawaii Five O. Oh yeah, the love of uh, the no, the world of Lost. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. It's that world. It's nasty. Smoke monsters and confusing plot elements that never pay off. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to live in that world. That's terrible. Um, maybe Parks and Rec. Those people seem. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a that's kind of where we live. That's that's like living in Egan. Oh no! Anyway, get it. So, uh, as usual, uh, I don't know. Long. 
Yeah, I'm going to about an hour. Yeah, about an hour and ten yeah. minutes. Not too bad. Thanks for sharing with uh, us. Like our Facebook page. Leave comments on yep. our Facebook page. We post funny, weird stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, Instagram, yeah. 10 Minutes From Hell, or... Uh, well, yeah, if you look up 10 Minutes From Hell, you're going to find us. There's not many yeah. things out there. Dennis uh, the Office Instagram, Cobra. Facebook, Dennis the Office Cobra. It's all there. My dog is barking yes. again. It's driving me nuts. He, just he does not like podcasts. Podcast. No, he doesn't like podcasts. <laughs> He told me that. He's like, I do not like podcasts. So you know. I know you're doing a podcast in there, and I do not like them. <laughs> I do not approve. I do not approve. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we will see you next week. Hopefully not with another dead person. <laughs> <laughs>